What's up? It's Kevin Hart. And with new rewards from Chase Freedom Unlimited, I now earn even more cash back, even on a beach getaway. I earn 3% of drugstores on beach snacks. Hmm, these chips have some saying on them. I earn 3% on dining, including takeout, after a seagull eats all my chips. And I earn 5% on travel purchased through Chase, like a hotel room to hide from that seagull. Learn more at chasefreedom.com. Chase, make more of what's yours. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions, limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank, NA member FDIC. Flying without a net right now, but this is more uh, just waiting for some people to possibly join. How? I don't know. Okay, there's the live chat. I believe this went out to the podcast page. Again, just waiting, uh, just waiting a few moments, see if we get some people to join us. But I don't know if it went. Nope. Well, I'm getting, I'm getting some challenge here by a comedian, so we'll do that. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. So, hmm. All right. If you're joining me right now thank you first of all and there should be a live chat when you're in the room uh, how it works not 100 sure but we will figure this out as we go along uh, not going to be long on this not going to be long at all i just kind of want to try see what it's like with a live episode and this is 100 live i wonder you know what let's do this we are going to experiment i am going to try to simulcast i guess you can say on facebook for audio let's see if i can do that oh you know this is not gonna work right you know very well this is not gonna work uh let's do this video new oh they don't do audio anymore wait a minute they gotta do audio they don't do live audio uh, live audio no more come on Oh, Facebook figures. Ugh. Boo. All right, whatever. Uh, all right, well, might as well start the show proper, right? Uh, here we go. Man, I haven't I haven't recorded like this in a long time. Oh man. Hey everyone, welcome to the Retro Gamers. I am live. Larry here from the Retro Gamers, and it's just me right now. Uh yes, this is week three of Anthony jet setting around the globe, literally what is that? Literally circumventing uh as we speak. Uh I think he's actually on his way home, finally. Good for him. 
Uh, he'll be back next week for our E3 special. As I record this right now, E3 going on over there in uh, California, A. One day. One day we'll get there. One day the Retro Gamers, because we're still gamers at heart. And even though next week's a special edition, it doesn't count towards 100. Uh, we're getting there. We are ever so close. There goes a motorcycle. So I figure uh, we had uh, actually had some, some guests uh, scheduled for this week, but due to circumstances, unfortunately, weren't able to make it. That's okay. No, nothing bad, nothing ill will, nothing like that. Um, we're going to reschedule because Anthony's gone again in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to try and uh, get them for that time. Uh, but I figured, you know, I got with, with the two other podcasts that I do, uh, the Yin and the Yang podcast and the better half. Check out this kind of live audio, and it's it's being done through Spreaker, our host site, and and all of us here at the More of the Same Network, and myself and Anthony here at the Retro Gamers, appreciate Spreaker uh, for hosting the podcasts and really getting our names out there and the ease of putting up these podcasts. Uh, so definitely check them out if you want to do a podcast. Check out Spreaker. Tell them the Retro Gamers sent you. It's not going to save you any money, but it would be cool to get our name out there. And one other thing I do want to mention real quick before I hopefully take questions from the audience, if anyone's even here. Uh, hmm. Maybe I should do this. No, nope, too late for that. All right. What I do want to mention is, as well, the Retro Gamers will be attending the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo 2018. Yes, we will be back emanating from the Cradle of Aviation in Garden City, New York, here on Long Island, August 11th and the 12th, 2018. We're only 60 days away, 59 by the time this drops. Who knows by the time you start listening to this. Uh, but they're expanding this uh, gaming expo. You know, last year was was uh, successful at the Cradle of Aviation. This year, not only do you have the vendors, they have a whole section now of tabletop gaming, which is going to be really cool. Uh, I saw they had a little bit of it last year, uh, but this year they're really going to jazz it up. Tournaments, achievement stations, of course, you can play games. They have the Museum of Games, of, of Systems, and I really... Really hope we get to see a sharp 68,000, uh, X68,000. It's been a little while on that one. Of course, cosplayers, guest speakers, and you can check it all out at expo.liretro.com. Get your tickets in advance. Saturday, single day, $22 for adults, 12 for children. Sunday, single day, 20 adults, $20 for adults. Hopefully, there'll be more than 20 adults. $10 for children, children 4 to 12. For a two-day pass, you get $35 as an adult, $20 as a child. Uh, there's VIP packages. A retro gamer VIP package has nothing to do with us. But there is a package there. It's a weekend pass, plus a gaming uh, Long Island retro gaming t-shirt, drawstring backpack, and a patch. That seems pretty cool. For $59, it's a tabletop gamer VIP. Same thing, but instead of the t-shirt, you get tabletop gaming custom dice and a dice bag. I like that. Also $59. And of course, the ultimate VIP package, the weekend pass, all above merchandise, retro gamer, tabletop gamer, $79. You can't beat that. And of course, prices will go up if you try and purchase at the door. And two-day passes will not be available at the door. So buy in advance, expo.liretro.com. I'll be there. 
Uh, we'll see if Anthony's there. You know, he's on he's on the West Coast. It's it's tough to get out here. I don't blame him. Uh, none of us should. But we uh, we will be present in some way, shape, or form. Uh, with that being said, also a little bit of a programming note, even though it's months away, I did purchase because I guess we're a little small for New York Comic Con. Uh, I did purchase my Saturday ticket for New York Comic Con, which of course is going to be uh, Columbus Day weekend in October. They're at the Jacob Javits Center, and I plan on doing some cool. I plan on broadcasting uh, from the Javits. Uh, maybe do a podcast from there. Who knows? I'll bring the uh, the camera with me. I'll bring the microphone with me, and I'll annoy as many people as I can uh, to see what their thoughts are on retro gaming in a not as much retro gaming atmosphere there at New York Comic Con, uh, but we'll be there. So we're hitting the cons, hitting them hard, hitting them quick. So, and that's what's happening. We're going to talk more about it as time goes on, especially with the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. We are going to definitely uh, mention them more as we go. I got, you know, we got a bunch of episodes to go before we get there, and uh, it's going to be a good time. Of course, I need to get to. Actually, I probably of all people should not be going to the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. I don't need to spend any more money. I am way behind on the contest, this miserable contest that Josh got us involved in. I'm really hoping Anthony, without telling me, uh, because we talked a little bit while he was away, either in Japan, in Italy... Hopefully, maybe an extended layover in New York City that he picked up many, 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 many more video games uh, to to close the gap, as they say, on this contest. We don't have any numbers. We don't have any tallies. I can only imagine from the way... Let me take a look at it. Yeah. From the way my shelves are bowing and bending right now, because of all the crap that I have on top of it, I'm pretty sure I'm in the lead, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to find and buy Anthony a Virtual Boy, and I'm pretty sure I will shed a tear if he ends up destroying it, as he said he would. I need to pull away from the pack, get him to go in front, because I need a Virtual Boy. I need to get my hands on a Virtual Boy. I still have a couple of games Literally, two of them probably. Uh, pro- two, uh, yeah, Wario Land and Mario Clash. Actually, two, two of the best. I think I still have my Mario Tennis. I gotta look for it. Uh, oh, of course, I bought Galactic Pinball last year when I thought I had my hands on a Virtual Boy, which uh, the gods apparently weren't happy that I picked up a Virtual Boy, so they put the kibosh on that. Uh, also. At any retro expo, let alone stores, let alone anywhere that I shop. Apparently now I'm collecting, as well, um, the consoles. The clone consoles. The emulate Well, not emulators, but the emulating consoles. I have now... Two, three, four of them. Um, because each has their pluses and each have their minuses so far. Like, the Hyperkins I love. I'm looking forward to the Hyperkin 77. I'm really looking forward to the Hyperkin Genesis. Uh, but those are all standalones, which, hey, look, that's how it was back then. 
Except it was a lot easier to hook up. You can't daisy chain HDMI cables. But I remember daisy chaining all those um, RF boxes. Just one after another. I must have had about, I had to at one point, had about five of them together. Because back in the day, for you uh, for you kids out there who are unaware of what I'm talking about, before HDMI, before the glory that is 4K, we had to go old school. We had to go retro, if you will. And we had the RF coax. You had to screw into the back of the uh, back of the TV, and you were able to daisy chain them because really you only had the one input for the coax. So you you would screw in the RF switch, and then either you would put the the uh, adapter for the antenna on the back, or just put another system. So with the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, the Genesis, at some point I got to imagine it was the N sixty four. Did I still have the Nintendo? See, I did start to retire after a while. This was all way before the nostalgia of retro gaming. Way before it was cool to to break out those old systems and still play old games. I remember I, I it, it was like upgrading. Got the Super Nintendo, kept the Nintendo, but just played a lot less of the NES because I had the Super NES. Um, Genesis was always met in my house as um it was it was linear no it was parallel so the genesis and the super nintendo were always neck and neck never really replaced them for the other uh and when the n64 came out i probably i probably had backed off the nes by then probably slowly started backing off the super nintendo uh and then college happened and then it was all about nintendo uh, all about N64, I should say. And then eventually the PlayStation 2. My start with PlayStation, as I've talked about in the past, started in college. I I, I didn't own a PlayStation until 98, 99, uh, because I just wasn't interested in it at the time. Uh, not that I hated it, just wasn't interested in the games. But then... The first WWE game came out on PlayStation, and of course I had to get it. And I remember the first PlayStation I owned wasn't even new. I bought it used. And I loved it. It was a great system, lasted me a long, long time. Uh, and then that's when I got into PlayStation, and, and, and the PS2 dominated uh, the dorm room there for a while after the N64. Because, A, you had the DVD player, so we were able to watch movies now. on, Or at least these these new things called DVDs. Uh, with ease, and still had the N64 hooked up at that point. Uh, of course, just countless, countless evenings of GoldenEye, of Pokemon Puzzle League, of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on the PlayStation, not the Dreamcast version. Never got my hands on the Dreamcast version. Um, but that was good. You know, that, that community effort uh, to play those games had some good tournaments. Uh, had some, I remember we, we, we played, oh, Mario Party as well, but of course GoldenEye, at least for me, dominated the college scene. We had, you know, the prison rules, where, hey, look, if you're unarmed, too bad, you're, you're fair game. Man with the Golden Gun, we played that l- version of GoldenEye, because if you gra- if you got the Golden Gun, it was pretty much one shot, one kill. 
Uh, that I remember we just played often. And we were always able to get four four players. You know, it's funny. Nowadays, I play uh, player unknown Battleground, PUBG. And it's me, my cousin, and Frank from The Better Half. We got, it's funny, my cousin started playing it. Then he got me into playing PUBG. Then we got Frank coming as a third. And we're still looking for a fourth. So if you want to be part of our quartet, let us know. Let me know at the Retro Gamers uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Retro Gamers Podcast. We're always looking for a fourth. And we're going to talk about it more next week. Well, I'll probably talk about it more because I, I know I think I played it more than Anthony did. Uh, when we talk about some of the games coming out from E3, uh, the Division 2 cannot wait. And they said that's actually up to eight players. So come on, people. Submit your resumes. Let's be part of this. Um, but yeah, no, the, uh, yeah, so I just remember Daisy, I'm going to be bouncing around here because I'm guessing no one knows this is live right now. Uh, you know what? Let me do this. So this is all, uh, uh, we're going to do it live. We're, we're doing it live. So let me do, hey, watch this. So I am live right now on Spreaker. Come join. And ask some questions to Larry. To me. Okay. Got to tag Spreaker. Ooh, how did I do that? What? <gasps> what is that? What is this? So, I'm using a Mac. I use an iMac. That's my computer. And I li- just now just discovered a whole bunch of more... Oh, look at this. I, I went to hit control two to make an at sign. I hit option two and the TM logo, the little logo, you know, trademark came up. I've had this stupid thing for years. Never knew I could do that. Some of a gun. Actually, I wanted to hit shift, not control. So this is my other problem. And let's do that one. All right. Post it to Facebook. I... You know, this iMac. You know, I originally bought the iMac to play games on it. Uh, specifically World of Warcraft. I've tried twice to play World of Warcraft. When I say try, just, I was on there. I paid. Just couldn't get into it. Uh, a friend of mine, she she tried to get me to play. She was very good at it. Uh, she was playing for years. I don't know if she still does. Um, but uh, I tried with her. I uh, was going good for a while. I was playing for about two months, leveling up, doing what I got to do. But I'm just not, I'm not a mouse and keyboard player. I'm just, I'm old school. Hence this podcast. Uh, then it was funny Then I, I, I tried it again. Oh, that just, that didn't even didn't last. Uh, but I did play EverQuest. I actually played EverQuest on PlayStation 2. I remember purposely getting, when the modem, I don't know if anyone remembers, the modem was an attachment for the PlayStation 2. And I, I, was, I jumped on that day one. And you want to go back in time, it was still... You had the option for Ethernet, but I was still rocking dial-up. So, that's how that worked. I think I bought that the same time... No, the hard drive didn't come out yet for the PS2. The Ethernet came out... For, the Ethernet adapter... Internet adapter, I should say. Came out first for the PS2 then the hard drive later on uh, because they came with the games respectively. So I remember I bought the internet 
hookup. The only two games I think I played on the internet for the PS2 was a few of us were playing um, NBA 2K. I can't remember what year it would have been. Um, I'm not even going to venture to guess what year it could have been. Maybe 05, maybe? 06? Possibly. Um, I want to say between 04 and 06. And so I played that because a few of us would play online. And then I played EverQuest. Now, EverQuest being one of, maybe not the, in my opinion, it's the um, the first popular MMORPG. Now, I'm not saying that to be fact. I'm just saying in my opinion, EverQuest was the first one to be really popular. And then, of course, World of Warcraft blew it out of the water. Uh, but I played EverQuest a lot on the PS2 online. For me, it was a little slow. Um, I don't remember too much about it, just other than, ah, cool, I can get online and I can play. Because back then I had to play it like, Midnight, so make sure no one was going to call in uh, because it was dial-up. Uh, we didn't even have DSL. We just went from dial-up straight to Ethernet. That was that was fantastic. Um, and then the hard drive came about. And when the hard drive for the PS2 came about, that was in conjunction, I want to say, with Final Fantasy twelve, Either 11 or 12. Probably 11, actually. Final Fantasy XI was online. Again, it was an MMORPG. Uh, I played that for a hot minute. I, I'm i not a... I'm very, very limited when it comes to what kind of role-playing games I can play. Of course, as I mentioned before on the show, Shining Force series, without a doubt, I'm playing. Especially the first two on Genesis. Um, I do have the one on Game Gear on my Game Boy... Uh, not Game Boy, on my 3DS... I really got to start to pick that up. Um, of course, I, my my dream would really to be able to play Shining Force 3 on a Saturn, but I don't have a Saturn, nor do I have Shining Force 3. Little dilemma. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, my, my role-playing game days, very, very small. Uh, you know, Super Mario RPG, loved it. Um, Zelda, of course, loved it. What I'm looking forward to, and again, we're going to talk more about it next week, Right now, as I'm as I'm airing this, the Sony press conference has not happened yet, and there's some there's a lot of rumors for the Sony press conference. One of which is the I guess either the debut, not the debut. They've showed some video. They'll probably show more video and hopefully a release date for the Final Fantasy VII remake. I think I own Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation. But I'll take the remake. I'll take the remake in a heartbeat with the graphics on a PS4. Um, and I think now as I'm, as I get older in life, I feel the need. And maybe a little bit because Anthony calls me out on a lot as far as... And it's true. It's 100% true. I really don't complete games. Uh, I guess my, my, my attention span can't last that long. Uh, especially for a role-playing game. Because if I stop playing for like two weeks, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, and I might as well just reset the game. I'm still on the 100 Acres Woods on the first Kingdom Hearts. So, I don't even remember the last time I played that. That was probably before Kingdom Hearts 2 came out. And I ain't ain't even going to try to go back and play through those before Kingdom Hearts 3. Though I have time, 
Maybe I will. I don't know. Uh, but with the uh, but I, I lately, especially since doing the podcast and a couple of times during some of the live streams I used to do, uh, I've gotten a whole lot better. I've actually beaten a few games. Uh, I've come close to beating a few games further than I have before. So I guess my old age patience is becoming a virtue as only it can be. And a lot of times patience is needed in gaming. You can't just run and gun. Some games you can. Some games are designed for it, like the Metal Slug series. But you gotta have to step back, check out the landscape, and see what the heck is going on, and kind of take it from there. So, uh, No one is... Uh, I don't think anyone can find where we're broadcasting right now, where I'm live. So I'm just going to assume no question. That's what I've been doing for this almost half hour. Just kind of been spitballing to see if anyone was going to come in and send questions to me. But that is not going to happen. And that is okay. No issues whatsoever. Um, All right. Well, eh, eh, blah. Um, I do want to take this time, though, to thank, first of all, uh, I want to thank the PS Midnight cast a couple weeks ago, Josh and Brandon. Uh, for helping out co-hosting. That was an awesome show. I want to thank Charlie last week for helping co-host. Thank you, Charlie. Definitely got to talk about uh, handhelds. Had a good time about it. And, of course, I love seeing my merchandise uh, sold. And, uh, again, this week we're supposed to have a special guest host. Some things fell through. Again, nothing bad, nothing ill will. Just life happens. Uh, So this is kind of a... uh, uh, a replacement, especially because I wasn't even home the last week. I was on kind of a little mini vacay, so I didn't have my equipment, as you'll hear Anthony Chu mention um, or complain about probably because of the you know the Yang podcast didn't drop. That's okay. Uh, we have a new episode coming this Friday, uh, so I guess I'll uh, continue uh, moving forward here and to say that the the mini craze. As it will continue. I'm hoping to hear some announcements from Nintendo. um, When they do their E3. uh, Direct. What do they call it? Direct vision. Direct download. Whatever they call it. Direct to you. Uh, We would like to play. Um, How they do. Because they don't do a live. uh, They don't do a live stage presentation at E3. They just do it through. They'll drop it on the Switch. They'll drop it on YouTube. Uh, Square Enix did that also. I kind of don't. I don't mind that. I kind of like that. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes a live, uh, live crowd may not necessarily go your way and things can get messed up as was, uh, E3 for Sony, what, about 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago when like nothing was working. Um, but with the mini craze, uh, it, it, it went the Coleco, Coleco, what? Coleco mini evolved a little, the old school, uh, the old school arcades. The, the tiny ones that, you know, used to have like, that Popeye, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong. Uh, so they made new ones we talked about recently of the uh, Rainbow Bright, which looks like an original game, and Robotech, which is a port of a Game Boy Advance game on these little two and three quarter inch screens. Uh, I originally, I won't lie, I did have uh, my Kickstarter level at the $400 mark. To get the two special edition, special numbered, you know, special coloring. Um, 
And then I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, so I backed it down. I, I, mean, I still get into two of them. Um, I missed out on the early bird because I was too busy focusing on, on the, the larger amount. So um, I'm getting them at retail price, but that's okay. Whatever. It's still going to be cool to get. Um, but always, I mean, check out, keep your eye on Kickstarter. Keep your eye on Indiegogo. You know, the Atari VCS, that dropped, uh, what, about two weeks ago now? Maybe three? Eh, two. Um, on Indiegogo. And there's a rumor going around saying that all the, um, like the video gameplay and what they showed about the Atari VCS is all a hoax and just a big scam. I don't buy that at all. Um, I think they were saying something like, uh, most of the bat, you know, like most of the, uh, investors into the Atari VCS were majority of the people who, uh, pre-ordered the VCS. Um, I mean, I, I can't see almost, what is it, about 3 million they made? Almost 10,000 people, right? Um, let's, you know what, let's do this. Let's go live. Let's go right to Indiegogo. Let's go my contributions. Oh, it's right there. Atari VCS, one of the first ones right there. Um, how much, where are they at now? All right, so they're at $2.8 million right now. Almost 11,000 backers. There ain't no chance that this is some sort of giant scheme. Ah, this thing's legit. It looks awesome. It looks cool. We'll talk about it more. Uh, I mean, it's not going to come out till next July, or at least that's the... That's the goal date. Now, that could change. But we're looking at July 2019. Um, and we, me and Charles talked about it a little bit. It looks like it's going to be a bit of a Steam engine. Steam engine. Steam uh, Steam box to be able to play some of those modern games. But we'll get more info as we go. But with the, um, you know, th- there's been a lot of cool games backed on Kickstarter, on Indiegogo. They had 40 Winks, which was a game that's actually like a new game for the N64 that you could have bought. Uh, a lot of board games. We don't talk a lot about board games on this show. We don't really talk a lot about anything other than Nintendo. But again, I will defend it. That's what we grew up on. That's what we know. But we love games. But board games, we got to talk more. And that's more, that's Anthony's wheelhouse. He loves board games. Um, we'll, we'll dedicate episodes down the road for board games. You know, we're hitting episode 100. And, um, you know, we may try and put a little fresh spin on things, uh, Maybe. Or we'll just keep going the way we go. Got us to 100? Why not? Technically like 103 because of the special editions, but who's counting? I am. Gosh darn it. Uh, but there's a lot of cool board games that get funded on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. So definitely check those out. Um, otherwise, I told you this was going to be a short episode, and I meant it. So this is, I'm going to cut it here because ain't no one found us. So I figured I'd rant a little bit. We'll get an episode out. Yes, I know. This is think of this as like a Game Boy version of the episodes of the Retro Gamers. Kind of short, compact, fun, to the point. And uh, I was kind of hoping to be able to field some stuff from people, but I got to figure out how to do a better uh, situation on directing people to Spreaker. Um, but otherwise, check us out on Facebook.com slash RetroGamersPodcast. Check us out at TheRetroGamers.com and Instagram at the underscore RetroGamers. You can find me everywhere at More365. You can find Anthony anywhere. 
And definitely give us your feedback. We love feedback. Email us. Email at theretrogamers.com. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from our listeners. You know, let us know how things are going. Let us know your history, your memories, uh, how you maybe are bringing the next generation back to old school. We definitely love to hear about all that and so much more as we barrel towards 100. I know I kind of just spitball in here, but I had a good time. Hopefully you had to. Next week, Anthony's back. We got our big E3 special happening. And uh, we're going to talk about newer games next week. And then the week after that, we'll be back to Norm. And we'll catch you guys right here next week on The Retro Gamers. At Lowe's, we appreciate all the hard work our pros have done this year. To say thanks, we have deals on the products you want and credit programs that work just for pros. We're offering everyday 5% savings on eligible purchases. Plus, through March 31st, 2021, 60 days promotional financing on your Lowe's business account or extended terms on eligible account receivables. Learn more in-store or online at lowesforpros.com. You'll see why we're the new home for pros. Subject to credit approval, terms apply U.S. only. What's up? It's Kevin Hart. And with new rewards from Chase Freedom Unlimited, I now earn even more cash back, even on a beach getaway. I earn 3% of drugstores on beach snacks. Hmm, these chips have some saying on them. I earn 3% on dining, including takeout, after Seagull eats all my chips. And I earn 5% on travel purchased through Chase, like a hotel room to hide from that Seagull. Learn more at ChaseFreedom.com. Chase, make more of what's yours. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions, limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC.